0: to Sup Witches. I'm your host, Lauren Coletti. Thank you for listening. Happy Monday, as always. I've really been feeling pretty good about this flow I've had with these episodes, recording basically every other day. So for right now, that feels sufficient. But I do have this inkling in my deep inner wisdom that I won't have much Free time left because I do feel a job on the way, which is exciting. I just feel it in my bones that something will be manifesting very soon. So, fingers crossed for me, (laughs) send me all your best wishes, and I'm sending you all my love, light, and positive energy. I hope everyone had a great weekend. My days have been pretty busy lately. Although I'm not working, I've been working on a few passion projects and creative outlets recording music and writing lyrics with my girlfriend. And the release of my third book, which I announced last episode, Chasing Boys, is coming out in a matter of days or weeks. So I'm very excited for that. I can't wait to show it to y'all. And actually, I have been working on a song with one of my best friends, which I will include um, some clips from that song into this episode in the beginning and the end. So stay tuned for that. Super exciting. My girlfriend and I have been working on this song since November and I'm really happy that it's been really coming together and coming along because I'm not a musician by any sorts, but I love music. I've always loved music and I love writing music and my girlfriend loves making music. So together we've been working on something really special and I am pumped for it. So today we are going to shift gears a little bit and talk about sex. You guys know I'm very passionate about sex. Um, I will be a sex therapist sooner rather, rather than later, um, which is very exciting. And I start my doctoral program in the summer-fall of 2021. And my specialty will be paraphilias and sexual disorders, which is very exciting. So let's talk about sex. And today, I want to talk about something, it all comes from personal experience, right? But something that has been on my mind the last few days, and that is stepping into your best sexual self, becoming sexually empowered, sex positive, sexually confident. Sexual empowerment is multidimensional, right? It's not a one-stop shop. It includes all of our attitudes and behaviors, um, having a healthy body image, accepting and validating our own sexual desires, that we have the right to express ourselves sexually and fulfilling those sexual desires and sexual pleasure. Because I have had countless sex, not with my current boyfriend, but years and years before, especially as women, we just have sex to please others. And it's very unfulfilling. It's not satisfying. I'm not getting my needs met. And it can lead to a lot of resentment and just negative, icky feelings surrounding sex. And becoming sexually empowered means that we take ownership of our sexuality. We make our choices for our body, and that would include respecting the desires and needs of others. And I think sexual empowerment, especially, particularly for women, is not discussed. It's kind of put in the dark and has a bad connotation because when men express themselves or they're sexually free, they're not often frowned upon, perhaps by women they are. And when I say men and women, I'm not talking about gender norms, right? I believe that anyone could be whatever they want. And I do apologize for using those heteronormative terms man and woman but this really applies to everyone and anyone. So I hope that you' all know that my shows are LGBTQ inclusive because I do consider myself non-binary non-binary queer woman. That being said, being sexually free means that you can act, how you want in bed without being victimized for it. However, this does mean respecting people's boundaries and consent is the number one tool and rule for every single sexual encounter. But I have noticed I've fallen into this habit of not feeling, I don't know if I wanna use the word safe, but not feeling confident enough to express myself sexually this really comes down to communication when it comes to having a good sex life it typically needs several things we need to be able to communicate openly and honestly and freely with our partner whether that's a romantic partner it's a relationship or a marriage any kind we have to be able to safely express our needs our desires what we want our boundaries what's red what's green what's in between communication, number one. The second tool is curiosity. We have to be curious. We have to be open-minded and willing to explore and go places that we might have not gone. And this doesn't mean that, let's say, someone wants to have a cuckold situation and you're not comfortable with this. It means respecting everyone's boundaries and communicating where you draw the line. But it's also about being non-judgmental of people, what might turn them on and what might turn them on might turn you off. So it's really about curiosity and novelty and exploration. And the last ingredient is simply having fun, exploring your body, knowing your body, exploring your partner's body, and really not being selfish. And I don't mean this in a, you can only think about the other person's wants or needs and disregard your own. Most definitely fucking not, especially as someone that identifies as a woman. We are conditioned in America, kind of this brainwashing that I talk about pretty often on this show that women are conditioned to believe that they need to take care of everyone else's needs. Women have become martyrs and not all women. I could really only speak for myself and anything that does not resonate with you. Please feel free to leave it at the door. But as someone that's 26 years old, a millennial, growing up in the USA, I have been taught that as a woman, I need to remain submissive and docile and really disregard my own pleasure to get off the man. And we see this a lot in porn. It's all about them. I feel majority of people that watch porn really watch it that are heterosexual watch it for the women. But as we can see in porn, this dynamic that's going on, it's all about what the man wants, the man conquering the woman, the woman fulfilling the man's needs. And women have become this object, an objectified tool to get men off. And this is simply not okay. And this can really damage everyone's sexual self-esteem, how women can really become and step into their full empowerment and embody their most sexually confident self. This really comes down to healing, healing our relationship with our body taking the time to connect with it, practicing mindfulness, staying in the moment during sex, expressing ourselves fully and authentically. For me, this has really been about learning about and owning my desires to ensure that I pick and sleep with partners that will respect me, respect my limits, and accept me for all that I am. And this helps us To heal our sexual relationships with ourselves and others, especially as someone that has had a vast history of sexual trauma, I have not always chosen the best partners. I've chosen people who have historically violated me and used me. And this has impacted my ability to express my sexuality in a healthy way. I would say there are practical tools we can take every single day to do this. We have to start with looking at ourselves naked, being willing to go there and be vulnerable and raw, quote unquote, feeling comfortable in our naked skin and doing things that make us feel good. Get comfortable with your body. Get comfortable with touch and being touched. And as someone that has been assaulted I found massage was actually very helpful for this, getting massages, and I understand this can be scary, especially if someone has been raped, um, but being okay and relearning to be touched is super powerful. There's also a yes, no, maybe list that I would highly recommend for couples, and I think I'm going to bring this into my current relationship, but it's basically a list of what you like, and you take the quiz, your partner takes the quiz. I'll try to find it and link it in the show notes, but it's like red light, green light, one, two, three kind of thing. There's a yes list, a no list, and a maybe list, and you can compare and contrast it with your partners and use this as a way to be adventurous in the bedroom because that's what it's all about, right? I would say eliminating some media would increase this typical person's self-confidence, such as porn or Instagram even, stop looking at shit that makes you feel like shit. <laughs> because this is really hampering us from embracing our sexuality in a healthy way. Because as women, I know in porn, it's all about that hourglass figure now, the uh, fit chick, slim, thick kind of look. And I don't look that way. So seeing all these bodies that don't resonate with me or that I can never look like in porn and seeing people like this worshipped. Granted, beautiful can come in many different forms, but for me personally, it doesn't serve me. So perhaps take it down a notch. Try to jerk off without using porn. Learn to use your imagination because I need to do a full episode on this, how porn Particularly impacts men and relationships because I've found so many young men in their teens or 20s are so porn reliant that they use porn as their sex education, which is completely false and have these false ideals in their head. They think every woman wants to be spit on, they think every woman wants to be choked, they think every woman wants anal. This is simply not the case. So please, please, please stop learning your sex education from porn that's like learning how to be in a healthy relationship through watching Disney. It's just not helping anyone. It's really not serving anyone. And erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation is on the rise, especially in our young teens and young adults, because they grew up watching porn. They've become so reliant on porn. Their brain becomes neurochemically addicted and wired to ejaculate to porn so that when a real life beautiful goddess woman is in front of them, they have sexual dysfunctions. And it's really sad. It can be fixed. But I think as a collective, we need to take steps to put more effort into this. And lastly, learn about sex positivity. Sex positivity is an act to... I can't talk in these last few episodes. I feel like I'm rolling right off my tongue and I need to take a breath. (sighs) Okay, let's go. Sex positivity is an attitude towards human sexuality that regards all consensual sexual activities as fundamentally healthy and pleasurable, encouraging sexual pleasure and experimentation. The sex positive movement also advocates for comprehensive sex ed and safe sex as part of its campaign. Booyah! I am actually doing my master's level thesis research study on the sex positive movement correlating the correlation between that and comprehensive sex education. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited to release the findings to y'all. Hashtag nerd life. Anyway, let's all analyze and examine and kind of break down and debunk these cultural attitudes and norms around sexuality. Because sexuality, I want to promote that and recognize that it is a natural and healthy part of life. And it is okay to be horny. It is okay to touch yourself. Ladies, please. I have so many girlfriends that I've never had an orgasm by themselves. We call this solo sex in the sex, human sexuality, sex ed world. And this is the first step to practice sexual health self-care. I encourage you all to schedule a wellness visit. Get tested for STIs regularly after every single new partner, know your partner's STI status, learn your birth control options, and talk to your partner about safe sex. For me, what this looks like is when Nicholas, my amazing boyfriend who I love with my whole heart, started engaging in a sexual relationship, we used condoms. And I know, don't get me started around condoms, y'all. Why does no one offer to use a condom anymore? Please, what the fuck is up with that? Anyway, we use condoms and I knew he was a keeper when he suggested to use condoms because I found, especially dating that the first time I go to have sex with someone I've never slept with before, they automatically assume I'm on birth control for some odd reason. Hashtag porn culture problems because they never use condoms in porn. Anyway, side note. No one offers and they all assume that oh, it's not my problem, it's your problem. It always falls on the woman's shoulders, doesn't it? Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Hashtag pregnancy scares. So uh, first of all, birth control does not protect against STIs. One in three people will or have had or do have an STI in their lifetime. So we're all walking around as these young adults or even in your 30s, 40s, whatever, Engaging in unsafe sex and we're all spreading STIs, which there's nothing wrong with you if you have an STI. I had an STI once, but please just offer to use a fucking condom. It really grinds my gears. That is very inconsiderate and selfish. So do that and get to know your partner, get to know them, take inventory of your feelings, get to know yourself on a more intimate level, and safely explore your interests. And as far as partners goes, communicate honestly before you engage in sexual encounters with your partner. Because this this is what true intimacy is. And many of us have sex just for fuck's sake, to have sex, to feel desired and wanted. And I think so many people, especially women my age, are having unwanted sex because they think it will make someone like them or they think they can't be sexy if they don't fuck someone. And it's simply not true. Being good at sex has absolutely zero, nothing, nada to do with how many partners you've slept with. Has nothing to do with how you look outside your clothes. It has everything to do how confident you are, how You own your sexual self-expression and how empowered you are in the bedroom. It has everything to do with how intimately you know your own body. And intimacy is feelings of emotional closeness and connectedness with other person. But you don't have to necessarily be in love with someone to have sex with them. Sex can be an expression of love. But I want the focus here to be on how intimate are you with yourself So much sexual anxiety in my own life. Not so much now, but especially in the past. And any sexual activity can take place with others where there can be varying degrees of intimacy, quote unquote. But if you want an intimate relationship, there needs to be attitudes of mutual trust, caring, and acceptance. And I'm struggling with this, y'all. I'm fucking struggling. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Because this is some shit I'm fucking going through. And I don't want to share all my dirty laundry and kind of disrespect Nick by talking about our sex life. I never, that's never my intention. But I will say that in the past few days, I've noticed myself wanting to talk to Nick about something. Nick, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I love you. I've been wanting to talk to my partner about something, and perhaps you can relate, but I've been too scared to bring it up. I texted my girlfriend and I was like, This is going on, and I need to address it because I know communication is key. As my favorite woman in the world says, communication is lubrication. Okay. And you can't have fulfilling sex if you're not communicating what's going on with your body and in your psyche. And I said to my girlfriend, I feel bad. I don't want him to think it's about him. I don't want him to take it personally. I don't want him to take a hit to his self-esteem. And I realize when I'm saying this, this is the old me, the people-pleasing me, and as a woman, and I'm sure men can relate to this because toxic masculinity, y'all, all those false fucking stereotypes and pressure to be a man, quote unquote, is killing our men, our young men, our first line defense workers, our military men, it's killing them. So please stop with the saying, be a man, suck it up. Don't be a pussy. I can't, I can't. But as a woman, we feel bad about everything. We feel bad about our existence. We feel bad taking up space. We apologize and over-apologize for everything. I say sorry. And someone's like, stop saying sorry. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, what's going on, girl? I know if I ever have a daughter, I will really not teach her the word sorry for quite some time because you don't have to be sorry for wanting what you want. You don't have to be sorry unless it's really harmful to others. But if it's not harmful to others, if you want to address something with your partner or with anyone, don't apologize for being who you are. Don't apologize for trusting your inner wisdom. Don't apologize for addressing your needs and owning your voice because here's the reason why. This is the people pleaser uh, codependent in me that says, if I say what I want and need, this person won't love me. I'm going to lose love because I'm going to disappoint them or I'm going to hurt them in some way. By speaking my truth, I hurt others. That is an ing- subconscious, negative, false, may I add, false belief that holds so many women back. And I know eventually I need to communicate and address this thing going on. And I'm sure it won't be bad. I'm sure Nick, he's very respectful. He loves me. And when you love someone, you want them to be honest with you. You want them to be happy and get their needs met. I'm sure he'll take it just fine because he's mature and he's emotionally intelligent. But So often, and this doesn't always have to relate to sex, it can relate to any type of conflict. I'm very conflict avoidant, but conflict resolution is a huge skill that we need to teach our children. Instead of avoiding conflict, tackle it head on, rip off the metaphorical band-aid, get it over with. This anxiety tends to build and build and build, and we think something is going to be a catastrophe. When in reality, 95% of the time, it's just fine. And we're like, wow, I didn't think it would be that easy. I didn't think they wouldn't care or it would go over that way. I made that out to be such a huge deal in my mind because my girlfriend, especially me, I can not relate to this in the past where you ever go on a date with someone and you're not really feeling it, but you feel bad. So you keep seeing them or texting with them and you don't want to hurt their feelings. So you kind of disregard your own. And as a result, lead the person on. And I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, please just tell him how you feel. I know it's not easy. Easier said than done. It's easy to give advice when you're not in that position, but for this your sake and this nice guy's sake, just tell him how you feel, cut it off and get it over with because we always sort of, It's not deliberately narcissistic, but we think that the world revolves around us. And if we say something to this person they might not like to hear, their world is going to crush all around them and they'll be devastated and heartbroken forever. Breakups, my friends. (laughs) People are resilient. We move on. We get over it. Okay. The most important thing to do is to be aligned with our core values. And for me, that's authenticity. That's integrity. That's honesty. That's dignity. And we can only have healthy relationships if we are communicating with kindness and with truth. And of all the things that impact our sexual satisfaction, the most important element is sexual confidence. And by this, I mean, knowing not only that you are desirable, but you deserve to be fulfilled. Your desires deserve to be fulfilled. And that what you bring to a sexual encounter is likely to be highly valued by your partner. So be intentional, be deliberate with your sexual actions, because this is so important. Your sexual satisfaction is important. It's been an issue historically for me where I've not had an orgasm in the past as many women don't and I go home and I'm like okay it's fine I'll just take care of it myself but a lot of resentment can build could you imagine if men had sex and they only came one out of every of those 10 times ladies, you bet your man would say something to you. But why are you not saying something to your man? Because you don't feel that it's important because you feel that his needs are more important than yours. And this could be switched through genders. So I'm not only talking to women, but your orgasm is important. And it's not like many women go around demanding, oh, make me come or I'm going to break up with you. But it can become this trend where so often we get so close and then it doesn't happen. And it just kind of becomes maybe disappointing, perhaps, because it would be nice to share, share that intimate, connected experience with someone that you deeply care about. You know, and and just a side note, I would like to say sort of a sex tip for my, my dudes out there. If a woman says these words, listen carefully, if a woman says something such as Keep going. I'm so close. Oh, right there. Don't stop. Don't change what you're doing, my friends, because women's bodies are so complex that it can take a lot to get us there. So often it has to do with being aroused in our mental state. The brain is the number one sex organ. And then women are like slow cookers. It takes time for us to build and build. And many women don't even come after. 15 minutes, it takes roughly 20 minutes for women to reach climax. So if a girl says, a female woman, female body person says, don't stop, that feels so good. Please don't change whatever you're doing. Don't move an inch to the left. Don't move a centimeter to the right. Don't speed it up. Don't slow it down. (laughs) Because then you're going to lose her. And so many women walk around faking orgasms, and I'm so over it. I'm, I'm not faking orgasms anymore. I love Nick, therefore I will not fake orgasms for him because that's doing everyone a disservice. And not surprisingly, women who are sexually confident have more satisfying sexual encounters and they're more sexually active. And sex is about having fun. And this doesn't m- mean, like I said before, that you should confuse quantity with quality because I'd rather have amazing sex with one quality partner than unfulfilling, unsatisfying sex with a hundred different people. And for women, what sets the sexually self-confident woman apart is that she's relaxed. She's not self-conscious. She doesn't obsess about rejection or failure. I find this more with men, but you just enjoy the present moment, touching your partner's skin, feeling your partner's hair. It's possible. It's possible. But many people don't have a clue about how to get there because there's so many factors that factor in for lack of a better term. So let's just all talk to our partners about our sex lives tonight. I think I will take my own advice and, you know, not let Fear of rejection or failure, as I just mentioned, stop me from being assertive. Because an assertive woman is a sexy woman. And I want all of you ladies to step into your fucking feminine goddess sexy queen self, which you all are, and have great sex. Because sexual health is just as important as mental health is just as important as physical health. It's a triad. And so often in America, in my culture at least, we only address physical health. Thank God now we've been moving into this mental health movement where talking about therapy and depression and everything in between is more accepted. So my hope for the future is that sexual health will be next. I think I'm going to end it here. I could just keep talking on on and on and on and on. So anyway, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed the preview of me and ashleen our new single lust drunk i will release it once it is completely finished for y'all as well as keep you updated on my ebook chasing boys a collection on love and madness thank you so so much for joining me please feel free to check me out on instagram Subwitches podcast i post daily there send me your suggestions or comments or questions i might try to do a q a for the show and I thank you so, so much for listening. Your support means the world to me. Subscribe, like, share, and we'll get through this together. I'm confident this week will be great, so let me know how your week goes, and I hope you have a wicked day.